happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. What is Christmas? It is the birth of Jesus Christ. What are the characteristics of Jesus? Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, detailing who Jesus is and exploring some of his many amazing characteristics. Come alongside us as we trace the path of the wise men of old to discover the wisdom of still seeking Christ today. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And what a joy it is to be able to spend the next few moments with you just thinking about who God is and thinking about what it means that we have Christ as our Savior. So often every day, we just take for granted our salvation. Those of us who've been saved for many years, unfortunately, may even get up some mornings and not even think about the fact that we are saved, we are born again, we are redeemed, we've been restored. The Lord is watching over us and he's watching out for us and he has great plans for us and he has blessings for us. We just simply get up and go about our life living in the blessings of God and sometimes never recognizing that amazing fact. We are born again believers who are cared for, loved by and completely protected by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so as we begin to think about the account of the birth of Jesus Christ, we want to take into consideration some things that we as Christians need to be thinking about. The wise men were looking for Jesus, and they followed the light. They followed the star. And we as Christians need to still seek him today. And we need to follow the light, which is Jesus Christ. And because of the Holy Spirit that is in us, we are the light of the world. And a light is to be shown about, it's to be displayed. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, he gives us this example of what we as Christians are to be. We're to be a light on a hill that is set forth so that we can shine light for others. We are not to be hidden, put under a bushel, or not letting our light shine. And he says that we're to let our lights shine before men so they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Today, let's think about these wise men and what they were seeking when they were following the star. First of all, let's take a look. What is Christmas? It's not about gifts. It's not about Christmas trees and Santa Claus and ornaments. 
It is about the light of the world. And many of us who celebrate Christmas, we do have lights on our houses. We have Christmas trees with lights on it. But do we stop for a moment and think about what those lights really represent? They represent the light of the world. Jesus Christ is the light that is within each and every believer who has made room for him. As we begin to think about the, the Christmas story and we look in Luke, we see that in Luke 2.11, he says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That baby in a manger isn't a baby. He is fully God and he's fully man. And in being such, he is the promised Messiah. He is going to grow into the, the Savior of the world. He comes as a Savior. But it's his work on Calvary the shedding of his sinless, perfect blood that gives us the opportunity to receive that cleansing blood, to wash away our sins. That babe in a manger was fully God and fully man. So we begin to think about what they were seeking. Let's take a long look at Isaiah 9:6. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. A son was given. Have you ever thought about what Jesus left when he chose to step out of the clouds of glory to be part of this human race that he was going to give his life for? Have you thought about the fact that he never took one piece of jasper wall with him? He never brought any of the gold that was the pavement on the streets of heaven. He didn't bring his robe. He didn't bring his crown. He didn't bring thousands of angels bowing down and praising him day and night. He didn't bring an army of warriors to protect him. No, he left it all to rescue you and to rescue me. When we begin to think about who Jesus is for the sake of what we're doing, let's think about the present of Jesus Christ. And let's unwrap the greatest gift that was ever given. Jesus Christ, who came wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Let's think about that for a moment. Have you made room for him in your life? In whatever season of life you're in right now that you're listening to this message, have you made room for Jesus Christ, the baby that was born and left it all, who grew into the Savior of the world, who died on the cross of Calvary, See, Christmas ushers in the passion of Christ. See, we couldn't have the death on the cross if we'd not had the birth of the baby. When you begin to see who Jesus is, I want you to look at him for who he is. He was fully God. He didn't have to grow into that. But as he walked among us and became like us, knowing sin but yet not tempted of it, 
Jesus Christ. He paid it all. And it all began with Jesus in the manger, coming to earth as a babe. Have you thought about that? Have you given any thought to the understanding of who he really is? Well, let's look at the wise men because they sought him. And they brought him gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And he hadn't even died on the cross for them at that point. How much more should we be giving him gifts if we live on this side of the cross? We're not looking for a promise that's unfulfilled. We have the promise, and he fulfilled it. And he is the promise. And we have that within ourselves in the form of the Holy Spirit. How much more should we be willing to lay before him the only gift we could ever give him, which is our availability in ourselves? See, the wise men, they implore us to seek him for guidance because they followed the star. They followed the light. They teach us to seek him for provision as we investigate his mighty power. And they move us to model his ways as we learn of the consistent and perpetual nature of God as father and thereby provider. They remind us of the calming and soothing power of the one whose feet are above all things and give us the reassurance that everything will be all right if we place our faith and trust in him. The wise men were seeking Jesus and the gifts of Jesus provide for us all those things. He's the gift that keeps on giving. We look in Acts 4.12 and he says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The mighty gift that Jesus gives is himself. That gift of salvation we are told in Ephesians 2.8.9 It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He gives us his provisions and he gives us heaven. And he allows us to escape hell, which we deserve. As we begin to look at these gifts, we begin to see that all of this that he gives to us, he has available to all. And so we need to share Jesus with others. See, the wise men show us this because they rejoice at the birth of his son, at the Shekinah glory of God. They were rejoicing. And they went about leaving that place, telling others of who he was. You have that same light put in you by God to shine for others. The wise men were following the light. They were following the star. We see this in Matthew 2, 1 and 2, and 2, 9 through 10, when he says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Did you notice that? We've seen his star. That star belonged to Jesus, and the light of that star was going to lead people to Jesus. We have his light inside of us if we know him as Savior, and our light should bring people to Jesus because it's his light. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Why were they rejoicing? Because they knew they had seen 
Jesus, the Messiah. It appeared special to them, the star. King Herod didn't see it, and everyone didn't recognize it. But because they were seeking Jesus, they were able to see him. When you seek him, you will find him. Maybe they were looking for the Messiah to be announced by a star. It says that in Numbers 24, 17. But for sure, they saw the star, they recognized it, and they followed it. Friends, are you seeking Jesus? Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. When you seek him, you shall find him. And when you seek with him with your whole heart. Believe that's Jeremiah 29, 13. Friends, what I want you to understand is that the wise men were seeking the light and it was God's light. And when they followed the light, they found Jesus. And when they found Jesus, they had rejoicing in their heart and couldn't keep it to themselves. And we as Christians have to seek Jesus. We have his light inside of us and we need to keep it in front of us, and we need to share it with everybody there is. Our light needs to shine so that others can see Jesus in us. We need to recognize it, and we need to follow him. It was miraculous. The spotlight requiring the movement of heaven and earth to get it close to the spot where Jesus lay, he was right there over top of him. It was precise work. In Psalm 19.1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. It was precise in his Shekinah glory. In Exodus 13.20-22, he says, And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham, in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a light of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Jesus has been leading people out of bondage and leading them in the way they could go since the beginning of time. He is the light, and when we follow him and we recognize him, we will be found in his presence presence and he will lead us always to joy to glory to peace and to jesus in the account of exodus that i was reading where the light was shining in the night they had a cloud in the morning it was leading them out of the slavery of sin the light of jesus christ who became the savior of the world is leading us out of the slavery of sin See, there's an invitation that that babe in the manger gave. That's the greatest gift. See, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men in Matthew 4, 19. In John chapter 4, we see an account where the woman at the well comes and he talks to her and she tells him everything. But first he had told her all she had ever done. See, the reality of it is, is God knows all things, but he's asking us to come in repentance. He's asking us to come to him and to lean on him. He's asking us to trust in him and to follow him. God loves us. Enough to shine a light into our lives so that we can follow him. The woman at the well leaves him and says, come see a man who told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? 
the invitation. I want you to hear this. The invitation is given by everybody who has been in the presence of Jesus. See, when Jesus said, come follow me, and then he goes to the woman at the well, and she goes and tells people, come see a man. The wise men went to the manger, and they said, come see the Messiah. And they were telling people about the shepherds who went to see and went back rejoicing and glorifying God and telling everybody who he was. When you're in the presence of Jesus, it changes you. It is a gift that keeps on giving, and the invitation comes straight from God to you, but you will be changed in such a way that you will spread the story and the gospel and the love of Jesus to everyone around you because you want everyone to have what you have because you know the glory of the love of the Lord of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Following the star through the dark of night brought them to a place of rejoicing and exceeding great joy. Many of you within the sound of my voice have problems and troubles and despair. There's a darkness in your life. It's dampened out your joy, maybe. You've forgotten the fire in the belly you had for Jesus Christ because you've let the things of the world scale you, scale your eyes, cover you, cause you to not see who he is. But my friend... When you follow the light and you follow the star of Jesus Christ, when you allow him to be the one leading you, he will lead you out of the dark of night and put you in a place of rejoicing and great exceeding joy. We often face the uncertainties of darkness. John eight twelve says that his light is in us. He says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In Psalm 119, 105, he says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He's the way. When the nightfall comes, when you get in the darkness, you must keep your eyes on Jesus. In Proverbs 3, chapter 6, he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. His light guides you. His light gives peace. In Isaiah 26, 3, he says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. In 1 Peter 1, 8, he says, His light gives us joy. These are the gifts that Jesus brings. This is what the wise men found when they were following the star. This is what you're going to find when you follow him. You're going to find that he will show you the way, that he guides you, that he gives you peace, and that he gives you joy. You're going to find that following the star leads to Jesus and that the star is always shining. In 1 John 4, 4, he tells us that you're of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're victorious. When you follow the star that leads to Jesus, you're going to find that you are in a peaceful state of existence because you're going to let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body, and you're going to be thankful as we are commissioned in Colossians 3.15. But what you may have forgotten is that light 
that we've been talking about, that light that is in you, that light that the wise men that was seeking and the wise men couldn't keep within themselves, you too must spread that light. You too have a light to shine. Jesus loves you. And he wants you to tell the world who he is. And your experience with him should enable you to do that. You are as powerful as you are connected to him. And this gift that Jesus brings can be fully yours and you can be empowered completely by it and you can spread it to everyone else and you can be on fire and you can be as bright as his light was that night that was coming from the east when the wise men were following it. But you have to choose to receive the free gift of salvation, to recognize the light, and to follow it. And to surrender yourself completely and fully and wholly to him, that he may fill you to overflowing with who he is. And then your light's going to shine. It's going to shine so brightly that you will be, as I spoke about before, what Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says. You're the light of the world, a city that set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You have a light to shine. You have a responsibility to shine it. And Ephesians 3.20 says that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ever ask or think according to the power that works in you. So today, as you're thinking about the wise men and they're following the star, as you've learned more about what the star is and how it was his star, as you've become familiar and acquainted with the concept and the fact that his star lives in you, what are you going to do with the star? Are you going to follow it? Are you going to be looking and recognizing it all around you as Jesus surrounds you and leads you and guides you and directs you with his gifts of joy and peace and all the others we discussed? When you do that, the power will be bright and you'll be a spotlight to this world. There's a destination for those who follow Jesus. For the wise men, they followed the star and it led to Jesus. My question to you is, where is your light leading others? Is it leading them to the footsteps of Jesus' feet? Do your words reflect the heart of God? Does your giving demonstrate the great gift that was given you by Jesus? Does your light shine brightly or are you a nightlight? Are you a nightlight? or a spotlight, or a floodlight. Your light has to shine for others to see Jesus. If you have sin in your life, your light's not going to be very bright. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today, you have the opportunity to allow Jesus to clean off your light 
and to let it shine boldly and brightly. Maybe your light's not plugged in all the way. Maybe you're just not committed. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you committed to knowing who God is? Are you committed to understanding his character and his actions and his reactions to such an extent that you can rightly divide the word of truth? You can say the right things at the right time and do the right things at the right time because you are listening and following and understanding how God would have you to live your life. But maybe you can't shine your light so well because you're limiting his work through you. Maybe you're not allowing yourself to be the clean vessel that he requires to bless. Maybe you're not living the life that's following the light. You can see the light, but you're not following the light. He wants you to shine brightly. In John 12, 32, he says, And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If you lift up Jesus, Jesus will take care of bringing those people to him. Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. But he wishes that all should come to repentance. We need to lift him up. We need to deny ourselves and take up our cross and let our light shine brightly for others. We got to fill ourselves with Jesus. Because when we know him and we allow him to be Lord of our life and King of our heart, then we become a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Maybe you don't have the light at all. He tells us in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if we shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, according to Romans 3.23. And Romans 10.13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The wise men followed the star, his star. They followed the light and it led them to Jesus. Jesus has placed that same light into every believer. And we are to follow him and to shine his light to others and share his light with others. And when we do so, we will lead others to Jesus. Our feet step, footsteps will lead them to Jesus. Our words will lead them to Jesus. Our actions will lead them to Jesus. Our generosity will lead them to Jesus. Everything about us will scream Jesus is Lord when he is the light of our life. You got to come to Jesus for whatever you need to shine your light brightly for a lost and dying world. And it's my prayer that if your light is dim, you confess your sins. That if you're not plugged in all the way, that today and right now is the time you commit fully to him. And if you're limiting him in your life, that you just surrender all. And most importantly, if you don't know him at all, that today is the day of salvation and now is the accepted time. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you.
Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Good.